Hallelujah. Get your Bibles out and go to the book of James. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, we're going to do something really good tonight. Now, I'm going to teach you how to pray the prayer of faith when you get sick. Amen. How to get healed. I'm going to, I'm going to teach you how to do it. Now, I'm going to say some things that are very different than traditional church teaches. Very different. But that's because they don't know how to get their prayers answered when it comes to healing. But you're going to learn how to do it. Now, where this this started was the other day when I was at the gym and I thought that I was sweating because I was working out so hard. I was not. I was sweating because I had a fever. And so when I got home, I told Lisa, I said, every, I said, I don't know why in the world, every, I must have worked out really hard last week because every part of my body hurts. And she put her hand on my head and said, that's because, honey, you have a fever. And I went, oh, that's what's wrong with me. Well, you know, I, I, I get attacked just like you do. And I went in and got the Bible out and got my, got my confessions out. And, 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 and it, I'm going to tell you, it was a fight. It was a fight. But... Through the Holy Spirit showing me a couple of little things I needed to make adjustments in, um, I recovered. And I think it was, I don't know what's going around, the Omicron or the Delta. I don't really give a rip what you call it. But what caused me concern was how many people I heard were going through, in our church going through the same thing, and how many people in America are going through it, and how many more days... Is the devil going to jerk people's chains and try to make you sick and knock you out? So I thought, all right, let's let's just fix this. Because we talk a lot about healing, and I'm going to say this, and I want you to listen very carefully to what I say. There's a lot of things you say with your mouth, I'm believing God, and you're really not. You're really not in faith. And I learned this watching Rhema church people who said they were believing God, and I found out they're, they're, they're not believing at all. And it kind of hit me and dawned on me. I went, uh, we, we're, we say things that are incorrect. It leads people to believe things, and then it goes on and on and on. So the book of James, chapter 5, and I'm going to, uh, James, chapter 5, I'm, I'm going to make it very, very plain, very, very clear, and very, very easy for you to walk in health. Now, I'm going to get rid of the word to receive, to get your healing. When I say get your healing, I'm referring to your body, and you'll see that in a minute. James chapter 5, verse 13. If any among you suffering, let him find somebody to pray for him. Let who pray? Anyone cheerful? Please sing a song for me. I'm I'm having a good day. No. You're going to have to learn how to do your own praying. Now, that's the premise of this. You are going to have to learn how to do your own praying, and you're going to have to learn when a family member comes in and says, I'm not feeling good, do you know how to help them get healed? Do you know that? Okay, we're going down that road. So my question is, okay, let me read this. Any among you sick, let him call for the other's church, let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith. We'll save the sick. And I'm going to say this. It'll work whether you're anointed with oil or not. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise you up. 
What kind of prayer? The prayer of faith. Not, not, no other kind of prayer will work. Only the prayer of faith will work. And you have to know how do I pray that prayer. And that's huge. That is huge. Okay. Now, go to Romans 10. We're going to do a lot of scriptures tonight, so hang on. Oh, yeah. And you need to write them all down because you're going to, later you're going to be going, what was all that you said? Romans 10.1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel that they would be saved. I bear witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. And they are ignorant of God's righteousness, seeking to establish their own righteousness and are not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law and the righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does them will live by them. The righteousness of faith speaks like this. Righteousness of faith talks like this. Don't say in your heart who's going to go to heaven and bring him down, who's going to go down in the region of the damned and bring him up, or who will descend into the abyss to bring up Christ from the dead. What does it say? This is, how, this is what faith says. The word is near me, in my mouth and in my heart, the word of faith which we preach. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, God raised from the dead, you'll be saved. With the heart, you believe the righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. The scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew or Greek. Same Lord is Lord over all. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me ask you a question. Well, let me make a statement first. First of all, salvation is not about forgiveness. That's the first thing you need to learn. First of all, you need to understand that when you are dead in sins, the Bible says you're dead in sins, you didn't need forgiven. Forgiveness is for Christians, not for sinners. A sinner is not born again because he gets forgiven. Now, you got to learn that, and you got to grab a hold of that and, and go, OMG. Because if you meet a, a, a sinner on the street, he doesn't need to say, oh, God, forgive me of all my sins. And, and now, here's another one. Just listen to what I'm going to say right here. Just listen, 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 listen. If you pray, oh, God, save me, oh, God, save me, oh, God, save me, oh, God, save me, and you die, you'll go to hell. Because there's no faith in that. That is not a prayer for a sinner to be born again. Now, why am I saying that? For this reason. And you gotta, you got to get rooted in this. He's already died for you. Asking him to save you is for him to come and do something. And he's not going to do it. He's already done all he's ever going to do about the salvation of every man and woman on the earth right now. And what they need is to receive what Jesus did and receive Jesus as Lord. And the key is get them to receive it. Do you understand that? Now let's look at it because what you're going to do to be born again is to pray the prayer of faith. Don't say, oh God, forgive me. And oh God, save me because there's no faith in that. All right, what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, the word of faith which you preach. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe God raised from the dead, you'll be saved. You, you don't have to bow your head and you don't even have to pray because That's right. That's right. you're dead in sins. So someone walks up to you and says, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you? Well, I didn't even know he died on the cross for me. Yeah, he died on the cross, took your place. Are you serious? You're not going to hell for sin. You're going to hell because you don't have Jesus in your heart. Well, how do I get Jesus in my heart? Why don't you ask him to be Lord? Jesus, thank you. I call you Lord. I believe you died on the cross, rose from the dead. That statement will cause you to be so-so saved. Yes. Now you're using faith 
and you're, and you're putting your faith in something he did, not anything you're doing. Amen. All right. There's a lot of other kinds of prayer, but they're not for this. This is the kind of prayer you got saved with. Is there a prayer of consecration you use after you get saved? Yes. Is there a prayer to get forgiven after you get saved? Yes. All kinds of other prayers in the Bible, but they don't work here. Only prayer that works here is prayer of faith. And it's easy. So how hard was it for you to get born again? One heart at all. It's no harder to get healed. Exactly the same ease. Okay. God does not save you when you pray. You receive it. Do you understand the thinking? Do you understand where we're going with your thinking? If I don't get you out of that thinking, you see, I'm going to jump way ahead of myself. If you're the sick trying to get healed, you don't even know what faith is. I'm believing for my healing. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever said, I'm believing for my salvation since you've been saved? Even one time, what good would it do? You either are or you are not. Am I right? Are you saved? So have you been tempted since you've been saved to sin? Did you lose your salvation? You didn't lose your healing when your body got sick either. Where we're going tonight is the fact that, and I'm going to jump way ahead of myself, and I want, I'm going to get you locked in on this. When you were born again, you came into new creation, complete in him, righteous, filled, healed. You got them all the day you got born again. And that's who you are, Period. Did that make sense? Did you understand what I just said? You're not trying to become. See, if you, if you come back to me and go, I, 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 Pastor, I've lost my salvation. You're just, you, you're just listening to the devil. You didn't lose your salvation. You're still a new creation. You may break fellowship. You may have gone out and robbed the 7-Eleven, but you didn't lose your salvation. And you also have never lost your healing. Now, we're going to learn in a minute the difference between your spirit being healed and your body. Can you sin after you get saved? You can, your body can get sick after you get saved too. But you're still not trying to get healed. All right, I'm going to read. I'm going to, if you're taking notes, I, I want you to do something. Um. Whew, glory to God. We'll go to 1 John 5. 1 John chapter 5. Yeah, you ought to, because you'd be surprised how many people don't have any idea what I'm talking about. 999% of the faith and word people on the earth don't have a clue what I just said. I'm being serious. All right. I'm trying to look for something. I'm trying to find where I wrote it down. 
did I write that down? I'm going to find where I wrote it down. All right. Now listen to this statement. As a Christian, I'm righteous under holiness. Legalism is holiness under righteousness. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to say it again. I want you to get it. You see, if I am a sinner and I'm trying to become a Christian, I'll never make it. Never make it. So what God did was that he made me righteous. So now I can start from victory to holiness. Does that make sense? If you're the sick trying to get healed, you'll never make it. Because that's effort. It's not based on what he did. It's based on you. I'm just believing for my healing. Well, then just go ahead and call the doctor. Because you'll never arrive. You say, but I can't say that I'm healed. That's because you're talking after your flesh. I didn't ask you what your flesh was doing right now. I asked you, how are you? Are you a new creation? Yes. Are you righteous? Yes. Are you healed? Oh, I'm trying. Let's try all. Let's, let's go to. See, the word healed is the Greek word sozo. What's the Greek word salvation? How did you split that up? Does that make sense to you now? Now, as long as you're fighting from defeat, you'll stay defeated. So, are you righteous? I didn't ask you if you were holy. I said, are you righteous? See, do you understand? There's not the same thing. If I am righteous, now I can become holy. But if I'm trying to become holy in order to be righteous, I'm fighting a battle I can't win. I'm dipping the ocean with a bucket and pouring it in the ocean. Right. Yes. <laughs> what? Don't work. All right, boy, that, that, I'm doing a really good job. All right. First John, I told you to go there. This is something that you're going to, we're going to get you rooted in some stuff in a, in a little while. First John uh, 5, 5. Hmm. Verses 11. This is the testimony God gave us eternal life. Where is it? That doesn't mean you're going to live forever. That means he gave you Zoe. Who was the little kid came in here the other day? Uh, their name was Zoe. Who was that, Lisa? What a cool name. For a kid, Zoe, it means the life of God. It's not just life, it's the life like God. It's the life that God put in you so you can be born again. All right, where is it? All right, now let's talk about healing here just for a second. When Jesus was walking the earth, he was the only man had Zoe in him. And so people were getting their hands on him and sucking life out of him. Where's Zoe now? You don't need to go to Benny Hinn and get the Zoe out of Benny. You already got all the Zoe you need. Boy, that, that, I'm, not, I'm not running Benny down. 
And Jonathan Shuttleworth, I need him to lay his hands on me, get some Zoe out of Jonathan. Well, that's okay if you need jumper cables because your battery's dead, but, but do something about getting the Zoe from your spirit into your flesh. Do you understand that? The way you do that is called faith. And we'll get into that in a minute. Say, I think this is going to be good. Yeah. This is how Brother Hagin came off the bed of affliction anyway. He who has the son has Zoe. He who does not have the son does not have Zoe. These things that written you to believe on the name of the son of God, you may know you have right now eternal life and you continue to believe in his name. So, so you can't be, are you good enough for heaven? Because of what Jesus did, yes. You already have eternal life. You're not trying to get eternal life. You have eternal life. So if you have life in you, and the key to health in your flesh is getting that life out of your spirit into your flesh. So you already have it. You're not trying to get it. You have it. You have all of it you need. The same spirit that got him out of hell is living inside of you and your soul, I'm going way ahead of myself, is blocking what's in your spirit from your body. And the way you do, you got to get it from your spirit into your flesh and you don't need to believe for healing, believe for health. Are you going to be sick in heaven? Why are you waiting you're not going to be more righteous when you die, but then the devil would have to help you get healed. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Now, we could go down this thing on eternal life for so long because you understand, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, nobody in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John had Zoe in him but Jesus. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And then when he rose from the dead, he breathed on his disciples and said, receive the spirit or receive eternal life. And life came into them so that Peter later, later walking by a guy that had crippled legs and says, what I have, I give you. Not what God has, I give you. What I have, I give you. Laid hands on him. Life of God came boom, out of him, went into that guy's body and healed his leg. If he could heal his legs, could he heal yours? Yes. Yeah, it's called faith. But you got to understand, you're not trying to get anything. You're not trying to get it. You're not trying to get it. You're not trying to get it. You're trying to turn it loose. Okay, I'm doing good. All right. <laughs> First John chapter 1. Turn the page to the left. Is it possible for Christians to get out of fellowship with God? Say yes. Look intelligent. Does that affect your health? Yes. You don't need to get saved again. So, I'm going to get way ahead of myself. I'm going to just get way ahead of myself. When the devil comes and says, rob the 7-Eleven, what do you say? What do you do when he says, be sick? Do you have a choice on whether you sin? then you have a choice on whether you're sick. But see, the devil lied to you and told you, no, I'm not, I have a choice and we just got on me. It did not. 
That's like sitting in jail and going, I just couldn't help it. I had to rob that 7-Eleven. No, you didn't. You lying dog. You did not have to rob 7-Eleven. See, as a Christian, you can rob 7-Eleven. You can be born again Christian rob 7-Eleven. You ought to go to the city jail, county jail. You ought to go down there and talk to all the born-again, tongue-talking, devil-chasing, holy-rolling, Pentecostal boys that are in there. Chris, one day was, uh, Chris O'Brien, he started doing jail ministry, and he came back and he went, there's a lot of people down there who know the Bible. I said, they know it, Chris, they just don't do it. And a lot of people in church that know it don't do it. If no one had fixed everything, we'd all be doing good. Well, I know it. Yeah, well, now you start doing it. All right. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just having so much fun right now. But Verse 3. That which we have seen and heard and declare to you that you can have fellowship with us if you want to. And our fellowship is with the Father and Jesus Christ. We have written these so your joy will be full. But this is the message we've heard from the beginning. God is light and in him is no darkness. If you say, I have fellowship with him, and you're walking around in darkness, you're not telling the truth. You're not practicing, 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 practicing the truth. So your fellowship is up to you. Your relationship is up to God. God gave you relationship through Jesus, but you have to do something with the fellowship. God gave you healing. You're going to have to do something with it. You're not waiting on God. I'm just waiting on the Lord to get me back in fellowship. I'm just believing God for fellowship. I'm just finally believing God for fellowship. That's, that, that's not true. How long does it take to get back in fellowship? Like 30 seconds? Heavenly Father, I missed it. Please forgive me. I'm wrong. You say, but I don't feel. It doesn't matter how you feel. Right? All right. Well, you still might be tempted to rob 7-Eleven, but you, you can be tempted to rob 7-Eleven and don't rob 7-Eleven. You can be in fellowship with God. Amen. I've been tempted to slap people upside the head and didn't do it. Amen. And I didn't break fellowship with God or them. I was just tempted. It was just a temptation. I was tempted to get sick. I decided I'm not going to have it. I'm just not having this. All right. You're going to find out that's, that's going to be the key. All right. All right. All right. If we say we have fellowship with him, we walk in darkness, we're lying, not practice the truth. If we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus keeps cleanses us from all sin. If we say we don't have any sin, we're lying about it. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from what? Unrighteousness. When you sin, you feel unrighteous. You are righteous, but you don't feel righteous because you feel like a sinner. See, when you broke fellowship with God, you feel, like a, you feel sick. You're not sick because you are the righteousness of God and your God healed you because healing is part of the, your redemption. But your body is sick because you're breaking the laws and all you got to do is get back right with God, get back in fellowship, get back under the blood and then let that take over and heal your flesh. From the inside out. Now, if you don't have enough in you because you've been lazy, then get someone to lay their hands on you. But then quit, get up off the floor and say, thank you for laying hands on me and getting me healed and I'm not going to be lazy anymore in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> All right, Ephesians chapter one. Hallelujah. I'm doing this for me. I got, I got something in a minute. I got to say, I got to say it. I got to say it. Ephesians one, three. Blessed be the God and the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has... Has, past, present, future. You mean you're blessed? With every spiritual blessing in heavenly places? Okay, look at verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his glory. In him I have. I have, I have, I what? I have it. Not going to. I have it. All right, let's look at one more. Verse 11. 
In him we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of will and all things according to will. In him I have, I have, I have obtained an inheritance. When am I getting it? I already have it. I already have it. Not going to get it. I already have it. All right, let's look at another one. Colossians 1.13. Go to Colossians. I have, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have. Colossians 1.13. He delivered me already from the power of darkness and placed me in the kingdom of the Son of His love. When did He do it? He has. Past tense. He has. Are you delivered? Say, I'm delivered. I'm already delivered. He's already done all he's ever going to do about your deliverance. He's not ever going to do anything about your deliverance. In whom I have redemption through the blood of forgiveness of sins. I have it. I have it. I have it. Amen. All right, now I'm going to jump ahead of myself right now because I need to, because the Holy Ghost prompted me. Well, if I have it, why don't I have it? Okay, did God give the promised land to the children of Israel? And he said, I've given you the land. And then he said, there's giants over there. And then he said, take it. Now, wait a minute. I don't understand something. Uh, you said it's mine, and now you tell me to take it. Right. You can't lay on your hallelujah and get the promised land. You're going to go in there and fight the good fight of faith and get the giants out. So let me, let, me, let me say it another way that makes more sense to you. You come home one night, someone's in your house. And you walk in, you go, who are you? And they go, who are you? And I go, oh, excuse me, what do you mean, who am I? And so they call the police on you. And you're going, uh. So the police come and go, who are you? And you go, this is my house. The other guy says, this is my house. And, and you're going, you have a problem. You better go find the deed. So I'm going to ask you a $10,000 question. Are you believing for your home? Correct. It's your house. So you come home and someone's moved into your body. I'm believing for my healing. Shut up. It's your body. It's already your healing. Do you understand? You're not believing for your house. It is your house. And so when the, you go to court and the judge is there, he, you open up the deed and go, it's mine. Right. Well, Mr. Morgan, what are you doing this guy? It's mine. Right. What are you doing this guy? It's mine. It's mine. You don't get off of that. It's mine. So the flu comes, you go, it's mine. You say, no, you're going to die. It's mine. I'm not trying to get anything. I'm not getting out of my faith. This is my health, and you cannot have it. That's called faith in God. So when you hear somebody go, I'm believing for my healing, you look at them and go, well, why did you let them kick you out of the house? It's your house. I gotta go to court and get my house back. Nut. Who's the black lady on the school bus? What's her name? Rosa Parks. Did Rosa Parks win the Civil War? When they caught on the bus and told her to sit in the back, what did she say? She said, No. 
Who gave her the right to ride on the front of the bus? Constitution. She's not winning the right. She's demanding her rights. So, so, what would happen if they put her in jail? Is, did she lose her freedom if she went to jail? Say no. Say it again. The jail does not have anything to do with you being her, whether she's free or not. She's a free woman. The Constitution says she's free. Just because they got her in jail, just because the flu locked you up one night does not mean you're not healed. Oh boy, I'm getting excited. So the devil comes along and says, what you going to do to get your healing? You go, numb nut nothing. So, do I'm going to read my Bible to the devil all night? Yes. Yes. I'm not trying to read it to get anything. I'm reading it because I'm keeping my mind on who I am and what belongs to me. So, so 1 Peter 2.24, put it on the screen. Put it on the screen. And let's read and see what it actually says that you're believing. What is it you're believing? Himself bore my sins on his own body on the tree, so that I, having died to sin and live for righteousness, by whose bruises I was healed. If I was, I am the healed. Though, yeah, well, you didn't do everything right. I don't care whether I did it right or I did it wrong, it is not up, it's none of your business. I am the righteousness of God. Well, you think you're going to get your healing? I don't need to. That's called the fight of faith. Am I believing for my healing? No. I am. Say, I'm getting it. Not a demon in hell can stop the Holy Ghost, the life of God in your spirit, from manifesting in your flesh as long as you're using your faith. Your faith is what's energizing the life in you, not your doubt and your unbelief. No, if, you, if you're, you're double-minded, let not that man think he'll receive anything from God. Well, what if it don't work? Who cares? I'm, well, I care. It will work. But that's not your department. You're not the performer. You're the believer. He didn't tell you to perform it. He told, see, when you got born again, you didn't have to perform the new birth. All you had to do was say the prayer. God does the rest of it. When you say what you need to say, he does what's left. All you need to do is hold fast your confession, not of what you're believing for someday, but what you have based on the finished work of Jesus. Because if it's not based on the finished work of Jesus, it is not faith. Now, 
You understand what I go through when I walk in a hospital and they go, I'm believing for my healing. I'm going, I don't have enough time in here tonight. And I lay hands on them. I say, God, be merciful, please, sir. Keep them alive long enough to get them back in church and get their Bible out. All right, now I'm going to say one more thing right now. And this is huge. Until righteousness is real to you, you'll never walk in this. This is not mental sin. I heard a sermon on it. You got to know that I 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 know. And you're going to have to read your Bible until the Bible becomes real to you. You're not, you're not trying to get anything except your soul right. Do you understand that? And that's a process and your flesh will kick at it. I want you to believe you're healing. You know how you feel. Shut up. And you have to have an argument with yourself. That is why most tongue-talking, devil-chasing, holy-rolling Christians are sick. sick. Because the sickness is more real to you than your Bible. And I can't do a thing about it. We can lay hands on you. We can get you healed with our faith. But it only lasts a short while. It don't last forever. Oh, boy. So I've got another question. How many of you are believing to be filled? You're already filled. Acts 1.8 says you'll receive power. Receive. You'll receive. 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 Mark 11.23, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive. 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 It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Are you going to get it? It's mine. What do you think is going to happen? It's mine. Oh, well, what happens if it don't happen? It's mine. Is that, are, y'all, are y'all hearing me? So what, what am I doing in my room when I'm, when I'm dealing with this micro, whatever this, what, what was the last one called? What did they call it? Omnicron. 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 With Mr. Omnicron. Sorry, Omnicron. I, okay. So I'm sitting in my room. And, and the devil tempts me to tell a lie. You need to tell a lie. I resist you. I'm not going to tell a lie, you foul devil in hell. Well, you're going to be sick. I resist that too. Okay. <laughs> oh, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. First Peter two, no. First Peter five. This is called the prayer of faith. We'll save the sick, and the Lord will raise me up. First Peter five eight. First Peter five. Chapter five. Verse eight. Verse eight. Be sober. Be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, is walking around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to eat. Resist him in the what? Faith. You resist sickness the same way you do the temptation to tell a lie or rob a bank. Or 
to get mad. I resist you. You bind you, you foul. I resist you. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm just, all right, Matthew 16, Matthew 16, Matthew 16, Matthew 16. You see, I'm not just making all this up. It's all over the Bible. It's all over the Bible. Matthew 16. And I'm going to explain to you why the denominational church has a problem with this. I'm going to explain to you in just a second. Matthew 16, 18. And, and I say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock, not Peter, he's not a rock, he's not a pope. I will build my church, the revelation of Jesus, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it or save me. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Literally, the Amplified says it best. Whatever you loose must be what has already been loosed. Whatever you allow. Who has the keys to my truck? I do. Therefore, I will not be walking home. Because I can't make the truck do nothing without the keys. And you can't make the kingdom work without the keys. And the keys, he said, are whether, see, once he has already said we don't allow it, you have to say, me, me neither. And it's voice activated. Sickness. Go. I don't allow you. How can you say that? Because he's already said, I don't allow it. All right, now let's, do, let, let's pick on the Baptist a minute. Well, who do you think you are telling God what to do? I... Now, understand, we're not talking about whether I should build a church or go to Honduras. I'm not telling him what to do. But this is my redemption. This is something given to me in Christ. I'm not placing a demand on Honduras whether I'm going or not. That's up to God. I don't have the right to run around telling God what I am and I'm not doing. Not I don't run around telling God what I am going to do and what I am not going to do in those situations. But this one is what is mine in Christ. He's already said I don't allow that. Do you all understand that? That gives us the right to go, me neither. All right, so even though Jesus died for everybody on the earth, are there people going to hell? Why? They've never mixed faith with it. They don't have to do anything, just mix faith with it. Are there Christians sick even though he's already healed you? Why? You've never mixed your faith with it. And you're not trying to get healed any more than you're trying to get saved. I am saved. And I fight all my battles from that. I'm already righteous. Now we'll work on holiness. I'm already healed. Now we'll work on my body. Does that make sense? I am the healed. And that's my beginning point. 
Now, body, you straighten up. You straighten up. You're not dying on me early. And you're not going to be crumpled up. And you're not going to walk funny either. You stop it now. Do you understand? Now you're going to deal with you are not a body. I was, was teasing Tom here earlier. What he was in my office going, I feel, I feel, I feel. I don't care how you feel. Don't tell me what your body's doing. I don't give a rip about what your body's doing. I'm, you're not a body. I'm not a body. I'm not fat. I'm skinny. We're going to work on the rest of that later. And I'm also not old. His mercies are new every morning. I'm brand new. I, was, I mean, I'm just as new this morning as I was the day I got born again. Now, do you understand how much of that has to do with the way you think? Don't run around with people who think you're old and, and dead because you'll start acting old and dead. <laughs> when we get through tonight, I want you to remember, this is going to be online. And I want you to go home and get your family and go. We need to go to last Wednesday night and you need to sit in front of this computer with a notepad and you need to take some notes. Because your being sick is your fault. I can't do a thing about it. I can do it some. some. Get off the side of the road with a cup and get a job. We'll help you all we can, but get a job. They're hiring. Get out of the prayer line every week. Someone comes in trying to get a healing. Okay. All right. Romans 6. I do all right. I'm glad you're sitting there. You're encouraging me. Romans 6. Romans 6. Now, I'm going to tell you a story in a minute as we're looking for Romans 6. And I'm going to tell you where I started learning this and why for a while it worked and for a while it didn't work for me. And I'll tell you what what happened here. When when I first got born again, um, I was so excited. I got healed in an Ernest Angley meeting by the gifts of the Spirit and someone else's faith. Thank you, Jesus, just like, a, just like in the book of Acts, right? So now I believe that in healing, I believe in healing, and I believe God heals people. I think he heals people today. I didn't know he already healed people today. I didn't know that. So I'm, and you've heard me tell the story, but, but you're going to hear it again, because Mark Hankins set me free from the fact that I told the story two times before. <laughs> I'm sitting on my couch. Che has poison ivy, which is a national plant in Georgia. It's just, uh, and she's got it in her toes and her nose and she's just got it everywhere. So with my newfound faith in God, I'm going to pray for Trey and we're going to watch God just do a great miracle. And so I began to pray for Trey. It was like uh, probably you know, right before noon. Prayed till noon till about three o'clock. And, and, uh, and I noticed I, I was looking at Trey going, how are you feeling? Oh, I don't feel any better. I'm going, okay, okay. I think I'm going to pray more, more more. What am I doing? I'm fighting from defeat. Trying to get her healed. Okay. So I prayed till three. That didn't work. I prayed till six. That didn't work. Prayed till 10. That didn't work. Finally, it's about two or three in the morning. I'm still praying. 
And I'm not praying anymore. Now I'm mad at God. And I let him have a peace of my mind. I'm praying all day. And you promised to heal my daughter and you haven't done it. And I want to know why. You know what he did when I told him, when I chewed him out? Nothing. Because he's not moved by you chewing him either. <laughs> Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he'll lift you up. So I finally bowed my head and I said, God, please forgive me. With all of my heart, I don't understand. And he answered me with these words. I never promised to heal your daughter. You could have knocked me down. Listen to the words. I never promised to heal your daughter. I never promised to heal your daughter. Yes, you did. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's all in the Bible. Kenneth Hagin got healed. Smith Wigglesworth raised hands on him. I know good and well. That's not true. That's not true, God. He said, no, I never promised to heal your daughter. He said, I finished all my work and said, I'm, I'm never doing anything else about your daughter again. I'm sitting there like, what? And then I had this moment and I went, well, what am I to do? He said, well, if you want something done about it, do it yourself. And I went, oh, excuse me? He said, it's your daughter. And I gave you my name and my anointing. If you want something done about it, you do it yourself. Doesn't that sound a lot like Matthew 16? Doesn't that sound a little bit like, if you speak to the mountain, doesn't that sound a whole lot like faith? So I went upstairs, opened the door. Poison ivy, I curse you in the name of Jesus. Close the door. Now I'm going to say another word to you. Jesus never prayed for anybody, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Not one person. Take that assembly of God. And name it, claim it, blab it, grab the people over there in that church around that town. I talk about that bossing God around. And bossing God around, I'm bossing the devil around. So here's the skinny. Kind of hard to take it away from me since the next morning all the poison ivy's gone. Now you're not going to be able to go, I don't think I believe that. I don't care what you believe. Because it worked. All right. But then after that, did I have failures? I did, and I didn't know why. Because what happened that day, I got a rhema word from God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the rhema of Christ. But I never allowed that truth to settle in my heart. And it quit working. I had to go back and pick my Bible up and make what he said to me real to me. I've got authority over all the work of the enemy. I've got authority over all the work of the enemy. I've got authority over all the work of the enemy. I've got authority over all the work of the enemy. I've got authority over all the work of the enemy. I've got authority over all the work of the enemy. I've got authority over all the work of the enemy. I've got authority over all the work of the enemy. I've got authority over all the work of the enemy. He forgives every iniquity. He heals every disease. He redeems my life from destruction. By his stripes I was healed. I've got authority over all the work of the enemy. I have what I say. Whatever I allow, it's allowed. Whatever I buy, it is bound. I had to make the Bible true to me. Didn't happen in a week. Didn't happen in a month. I had some failures happening more and more. And I went, oh, Shonda, don't think that, don't think your mind and your body is going to cooperate with you. It's not. 
Your flesh is lazy. I just want to pray and believe in God, and I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. I just want Jesus to do it all. I just want him to do it all. I just want shut up. Have a slap upside your head moment. <laughs> Are we doing okay? Are you in Romans 6? Verse 10. Death and life that he died, he died once. Sin, life that he may lives, he lives to God. Reckon yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, don't let sin reign in your mortal body. Do not let sickness reign in your body. You, therefore, do not let sickness reign in your body that you would obey its lust. Do not let sin. Sin and sickness are synonymous terms. Who's allowing the devil in you? You are. This is so good, I think I'm going to buy the CD. <laughs> Listen to this. Don't present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. Don't present your flesh to sickness. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Present yourselves to God being alive from the dead. Your members instruments of righteousness to God. Sin shall not have dominion. Sickness shall not have dominion over me. I'm not under the law so that sickness would rule me. I'm under grace and sickness does not rule me. I'm under grace. Sickness does not rule me. It has no right over me. Sickness is payment for sin. Sin's paid. Get off me. I can't make it plainer than that. But that is, this, don't try to use that kind of faith when Leroy's over there backslidden. That's another kind of prayer. You can't use your faith and get Leroy right with, I prayed for Uncle Joe, it didn't work. Whatever you desire, when you pray, you believe, you receive, this is a prayer for you. And you can pray for other people if you get them to agree with you. But if you can't, it won't do. You can't get someone saved don't want to get saved. You can't make them get saved with your faith. And you can't make them get healed. So don't come back and cry at me. I prayed for Uncle Joe. Hush. You get your mask on. Don't worry about what everybody else is around you. This help you? Do this help? You're like, OMG, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a good dose of faith in God. This is the message God told Brother Hagin to take to the body of Christ as a teenager who came off the, fa- off the bed of affliction. And people around you, you name it, claim it, bribe it, grab one of them cult people, them people, and name of them faith people, what you want. When we're running around, brought talking about I'm blessed, coming in, I'm blessed, going out. Are you serious? You can't run around saying you're blessed, you got problems. Certainly can say I'm blessed. I know I got problems, but I'm blessed. And because I say I'm blessed, I'm tell you what, we're gonna come through these problems. I ain't gonna have any problem anymore because I'm blessed. Well, who gave you the right to say it? Jesus gave me the right to say that. Well, where where'd you get it? In the Bible. Well, you can't be saying that. I just did. Because yep. <laughs> I can have what I say. That's right. God said it, so I just might as well agree with him. Yep. Did he call you healed? Oh, just get an agreement with him.
Say, I'm healed. Say, I'm the healed. Say, you foul devil from hell, I'm healed. That's called faith. Does that mean he left you alone? Just you might have to tell him again. You foul, you get off me. You don't have a right on me. Nah. Now, now let me, let's go back to something Brother Hagin said. He reads a book on healing every day. Why? To keep his faith in the finished work of Jesus. Not trying to get healed or to get your faith up, but to keep your eyes on what Jesus did and not on you. Because you live in a fallen world and your body every once in a while... <laughs> I guess I lost my healing. I guess you did, you numb nut. <laughs> All right, how you feel, Pastor? None of your business. <laughs> I didn't ask me how I feel, and you ain't asking me how I feel either. Now, the other day when I was out on Wednesday night, I was just at home being lazy. I just didn't want to preach. Last time I had COVID, I came in here with COVID, and I think I did y'all a, a misservice because I, I'm, I can't, it's wrong for me to use my faith and push it on you. I'm not going to push my faith on you. If I believe I'm healed, I'm healed. But I might need to just stay out of the building so that you don't get sick and come on and say, well, I was doing good until I found out Pastor Hay was sick and he gave it to me. <sighs> Yeah, my Uncle Joe died in his pastor's fault. We're going to sue pastor because he killed Uncle Joe. No, it's been tried. All right, are y'all out there or do you go home? You understand what I'm doing now? So I thought, I'll just let Jordan and Justin preach. I stayed home, watched him, read my Bible, prayed in the Holy Ghost, counted it all, drew all the living room and went, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> And it's the only time I've ever done it, and it was felt good. Okay, Isaiah, ooh, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Woo. Say, I got it. Now, let me tell you something. You're going to have to keep it. Keep the switch your faith turned on. Keep the sweet your faith turned on. Cast not away your confidence. Keep the sweet your faith turned on. What are you asking? Just keep your eyes on the word. Just keep your eyes on the word. Now, the Bible says they lay hands on the sick and they recover. Does that mean it always happens instantly? No. Let me explain to you why that is. You went into a village that has the bubonic plague. Everybody's dying of bubonic. Bubonic plague is killing everybody in the village. And you go to the well and you find out there's a pig in the well. Big dead pig, stinking, rotten, worms eating the pig in the well. Everybody's drinking out of the well. Everybody's drinking out of worm, stinky, bubonic plague well. What do you do? Get the pig out of the well. What happens to the water? It cleans up. What happens to the village? It gets better. Does it get better? I mean, the minute you pull the pig out, everybody goes, ha! No. All that water's in her system. But you dealt with the pig. Get the devil out and let your body recover. Talk, minister to it. Speak to it. Now, there's only one thing that'll hinder your faith, and that's unforgiveness. Mark eleven twenty five. If you have unforgiveness and you run around mad at everybody, it won't work. That's the only time Jesus said, well, if you prayed and prayed and prayed, it didn't work. Uh, you might need to go back and deal with all the people you're mad at because your faith won't work while you're mad at everybody. 
And that's the only time that it won't work. And then, so Brother Hagin said, if I prayed the prayer of faith and it doesn't work, I'd check my love walk. <laughs> and I have checked my love walk before. A lot. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who believed our report? Whom the arm of the Lord been revealed. He, Jesus, will grow up as a tender plant, root out of dry ground. He has no form of comeliness. There's nothing really handsome about him that would cause you to go, my God, he must be the son of God. What a handsome fellow. He's despised and rejected by men of men of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid his were our faces. We are despised and didn't esteem him. Surely he bore our griefs, carried our sorrows. We esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. We thought God did it. He didn't. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was on him, and by his bruises we're healed. Now, what does it mean by stripes are healed? What does that mean? The word stripes and the word bruises is the same word. Okay, let's put them together now. If the bruises dealt with sin, and the sin is gone, by those bruises you are healed. Healing is the manifestation of sin being gone. That's Georgian for gone. Lisa tried to learn me that right there. So the key to healing is righteousness. You say, well, I'm blessed. Do you believe in righteousness? Well, I'm trying. You don't. All right. Verse 6, he laid, laid the iniquity on him all. Verse 10, it pleased the Lord to bruise him, and he put him to grief, and you make his soul an offering. He will see a seed, prolong his days, pleasure the Lord to prosper. He'll see the labor of his soul and be satisfied by his knowledge, my righteous servant, Jesus, shall justify, make righteous many, for he will bear their iniquities. So he made you righteous. Now, chapter 54, verse 14. In righteousness, you shall be established, and you'll be far from oppression, and you shall not fear, and from terror it shall not come near you. Indeed, they will assemble, but not because of me, and whoever assembles against you will fall. Why? Because you're righteous. All right, now, now, you need to get Romans chapter 3 out and read it 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 and read it. What are you doing? You need to get established in righteousness. You need to be rooted in righteousness. I'm going to prove it to you in just a second. Then you need to get Galatians out. Oh, foolish Galatians, who bewitched you that you would not obey the truth, whom Jesus was clearly portrayed among you? Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? How come you got born again by the hearing of faith and now you think you're being made healed in your body by the works of the law? Who bewitched you? What in the world is wrong with you? That's Galatians chapter 3. I just quoted it. You see, you need to get rooted you need to read Galatians 3 and get rooted in why you got saved to begin with. And it's the same faith that got you born again that keeps you healed. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? All right. Put 1 Peter 
2.24 back on the screen, and now it will make sense. Himself bore my sin in his body on the tree so that my having died, when you died on the cross, you died to sin. You're not a sinner anymore. <laughs> now I live for righteousness because when he was made righteous, I was made righteous, and by those bruises, I'm healed. The key to healing is righteousness. As long as you think you're some old dog, you'll be sick. I'm finished. Does this make sense? The church has not established in righteousness. Now, we hear sermons on live right, and you translate that into, if I were a better Christian, I'd be healed. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You're healed because of what Jesus did. Now, get healed and live right. Okay. Can you see where I gave you an assignment? A big one. Because the problem with your body is right here. It's in your soul. As a man thinks. Be changed outwardly by the renewing of your mind. So this little booger is keeping this from affecting this. I'm trying. You need to be righteous, conscious. Oh, I don't know if God really loves me. You need to be righteous, conscious. Well, I'm trying to be right. You, you're not righteous, conscious. You're, you're sin conscious. You still see yourself as an old sinner. You brought that with you from the last church. Leave it there. Take it back over there in a box and give it back to them. I have all this sin consciousness. I got it right here in this church. I thought maybe you might want it. I'm going to give it back to you because I ain't taking it. Pastor told me I'm not allowed to bring it back over to church we're in right now because he don't want it. <laughs> so here's one more scripture. Fight the good fight of faith. What, what are you fighting? You're fighting to stay at rest in grace. Can't say it better than that. I sit right here and rejoice in the Lord. Well, what are you going to do about your healing? Nothing. You're just going to sit here and sing? Yep. Why? I'm healed. Well, you have a fever. I'm healed. So what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Jesus already did it all. Don't you think you ought to be doing something? No. Uh, uh, yeah, I am going to be doing something. I think I'm going to sing a while. do? I don't know. Keep me in faith. Why? Because I'm healed. How you feel? None of your business. Let's go back to the house. It's my house. I'm not going to go home and lose sleep tonight because some bum's living in my living room. I've already pulled the deed out. I've taken it to the judge. This is a done deal. Might be three or four days. I don't really give a rip. It's my house. Does that, everybody say that. That makes makes 
sense. Okay. This is how you use your faith to be healed. You say, what if you don't do it? Then nothing will happen to your flesh. Nothing. It may recover naturally because you're eating vitamin C and D and zinc. Nothing wrong with that. I do it too. You do need to exercise, get your blood flowing a little bit. There's things you need to do in the natural. <laughs> okay, I'm, it's 8-11. I've got three minutes and I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> say, I will, I will. Do, this. do this. I'll do this. Actually, it's easy. You're going to have to start right now and get scriptures that are on healing. And you're going to have to renew your mind with who you are. Because when the battle comes, when Trina, when they told Trina she had an inoperable brain tumor, she laughed at it and people went, oh man. And everybody else is praying, oh God, oh God. Mark Hankins said, don't let them in the room with her. Because they'll kill you. That's why put the, the unbelievers out. You won't be around unbelievers when you're standing in faith. That's also the reason why when I get sick, I don't tell the church. I don't need you to go, oh, pastor's dying. Are you serious? I ain't telling you nothing. You'd have me dead by now. <laughs> With long life, he satisfies me, shows me his salvation. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't have a want. I have no cares in the world. He, I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. He forgives every single one of mine. He heals all of my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction, crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies so that my youth is renewed like an eagle's. I'm not getting old. I'm not joining the old folks group. They just help you. Okay, don't lose it. What I mean by that is that now you have to hold, like Mark reading that, hold fast. And that means hold, hold. Hold on to what I just taught you. That's three days from now you'll be going, what'd he say? There's another thing that I want to tell you about. Um, Andy Womack has a program out on You're Already Healed. It's almost as good as my sermon tonight. <laughs> it's where I go when I need someone to preach me up. I just, Andrew, I already know it. I just need to hear. I need to sit in the room and let someone preach the word to myself. If I was in the hospital, I'd, I would get someone to bring me my pad and give me headphones and plug Andrew or Kenneth Hagin or someone in there preaching truth. Not that I'm learning it, not trying to get anything. I just need truth running through my soul right now. I believe in God. I'm not getting in doubt and unbelief right now. I'm in faith. Father, thank you for tonight. I want you to say this. Say, Heavenly Father, I receive it all. I will not lose this truth. I will revisit this 
until it's mine. I am righteous. I am the healed. Hey, devil. You know how to be right on me. This is my body. Now you get off of it. In Jesus' name. And you're going to get so accustomed to quoting scriptures out loud to yourself. People in the Walmart are going to think you're crazy. You're walking around going, I have authority over all the work of the enemy, you foul devil. Get off me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And you're, you're just walking in line. You don't realize you're just mumbling the word and they're going, uh, well, you're talking to me? I said, no, nah, I was talking to the devil. No, you're not the devil. I was just talking to the devil. He's been trying to make me sick with that Omicron crap and I'm not going to have it. You know, I mean, sinners, it doesn't matter. Just tell them. Just look at them and go, I'm not having this. I ain't wearing no mask and I ain't going to be sick and I'm not going to die early. Do you got that? Do you got that? Do you understand that, sweetheart? Okay. Pay for your stuff and get out of here. You're doing too slow. Walmart's slow. Good Lord, I went in there today and I'm like, you know, the line is just, you know, 20 items. The guy's got 80 and I'm going. That's not right. You know, anyway, never mind. Through faith and patience, I inherited the promise. I went in there and bought me a brisket. I had to buy some more pans. The glass pans, my bread doesn't release from them. I don't know why. My bread sticks to the glass. So I have to buy the metal ones and the bread doesn't stick to the metal ones. I'm not, I don't know, y'all can tell me why. So I went and bought some metal ones. I don't want my bread sticking to my pans anymore. So I had it. And so that's the only time I go to Walmart. I can't buy ammo anymore. They don't have any. Walmart's basically good for nothing except a few little items that you want real cheap. And that's one. Y'all get out of here and have a good night. God bless all of you.